Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Let's get our Bibles today, and I'm going to the book of Psalms. Our theme is Teach My Hands to War. Teach my hands to war. It's taken from this passage of scripture. We're going to be going to Psalms 18 and then also Ephesians 6 tonight. Uh, Psalm 18:31. For who is God save the Lord? Can I tell you that all that we deal with depends on our view of God? Everything depends on our view of of God and how we see him. So the psalmist said, who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength. He's my source. He makes my way perfect. He's my guide. He maketh my feet like hinds feet. He's my support. And he sets me on high places. But he also teaches my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, everybody say above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for the testimonies that we have heard tonight. How, Lord Jesus, that, that you've worked in people's lives and And, Lord, I know there are many others that could have stood and told the stories of what you're doing. God, we just give you thanks for victory. Whether we feel it or not, we give you thanks for victory. Lord, we can see it by faith. We don't feel it by the flesh. We see it by faith. We thank you, God, for taking care of us in every situation. We give you praise. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless you. You can be seated. I find it quite fascinating, some of the weaponry that people come up with for the military. I I love reading uh, things like popular science, popular mechanics, or something like that, and they'll have articles on on stuff uh, that, that are dealing with military and Stuff that used to be considered science fiction is now a reality. They have a gun now. They can point at you and blind you. You're blind for a while. They have a gun that will make you start screaming and running, holding your ears because the sound waves are so strong. It just, you know, you know, a thousand feet away, boom, they put you on the run. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff, all kinds of weapons, and and uh, we've heard of weapons of mass destruction. I'm going to talk about the ultimate weapon tonight, the ultimate weapon. General MacArthur said, in war, there is no substitute for victory. And if you're going to have victory, you've got to have the ultimate weapon. You've got to have the, the, the weapon that you pull out, you know you're going to win every time. You're going to win every time. History bears out that persistent people 
with a cause can overcome unimaginable difficulties and odds. David said concerning Goliath, is there not a cause? We can say David's weapon was a stone. We can say David's weapon was a slingshot. But really, David's weapon was faith. Faith. He believed long before he swung the this, this, this slingshot. He believed. He believed that he was going to win. I believe that somewhere along the line, we've got to become of the mindset that there is a cause. There's a reason to believe. Winston Churchill, in his first speech as Prime Minister of England, said, I would say to the House, as I said to those who have joined this government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many long months of toil and struggle. You ask what is our policy? I will say, Churchill said, it is to wage war with all of our might, with all the strength that God can give us to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark, lamentable catalog of human crime. You ask what is our aim? I can answer in one word. One word. Victory. Victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be, for without victory there is no survival. The story of Winston Churchill and England and, and, and their position in the war, they came so close to making a treaty with Hitler that no doubt England, if they had made that treaty, would probably come under German rule in that day. Victory at all costs. Victory at all costs. Today we are reminded of, of the disaster that happened to our nation. We call it 9-11, just simply short, 9-11. We, 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 we are reminded of that today on this particular date. But something that struck me very clearly is that tyranny, evil, wickedness is, is not limited to a certain race. Religion, creed, our color, our nation. But neither is God's hand of grace and mercy and forgiveness limited to only one nation. Hallelujah. I'm glad that there is a saving grace regardless of what is going on in any other part of evil the world may have. But the church has got to have a mindset. We're just going to have victory. We'll pick up the sling and the stone because we know we're going to have victory. We're going to pray a little bit more. We're going to be intense in our prayer. We're going to be intentional in our prayer. We're going to, we're going to crank it up a little bit because we know that, that we're going to be victorious. We know it. That's faith. That is the ultimate weapon. Before you ever say amen to a message, before you ever cry out in prayer, before you ever fast one meal, it is the ultimate weapon to believe, I believe, I believe, amen, uh, it, it, we're going to be victorious. Number the, this, If you don't know it, I'm on the first segment there. If you hadn't caught that, we're on the first segment. The church is victorious. Amen. We're not marching to defeat. We're marching to victory. 
Now, it may not look like victory to some people. Preached on Daniel Sunday. Daniel going to the lion's den looked like defeat. But don't claim something until the story is over. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked like they were being defeated by putting into the fiery furnace. The trial in your life might look like defeat, but the story isn't over. <laughs> the story isn't over. Victory then is not based on feeling or visible circumstance. It's based on faith, the ultimate weapon. Victory is not based on what I see in the flesh. It's what I know in the faith, by my faith. It's not based on my self-confidence or my self-esteem. It's not predicated on what hell is doing and what the enemy is doing. It's not the absence of conflict. Victory is not the absence of conflict or the absence of suffering. Victory is, however, standing and advancing every day in the power of, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every day is a victory, Sister Vicki. Every day you get up in the morning and you're living another life of faith and you're meeting your challenges head on. Victory, victory, amen. Winning in the face of affliction, winning in the face of adversity, that is victory. Victory is the faith to know God will either remove it or get me through it. It is knowing God will either Remove it or get me through it. Say it with me. God will either remove it or get me through it. So we win. We win. We win. Paul put it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Amen. I like what he also summed it up in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. I believe Paul was really a Texan from, in heart because he says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For I reckon, I think, I determine, I've made up my mind. Amen. I'm going to view the suffering that I'm in not as defeat, not as harsh problems that I can never get. But I know that somewhere around, glory is going to show up. Hallelujah. Glory is going to show up. Study scripture. Look it over from Genesis to Revelation and you will find the glory of God or the evidence of God and the power of God being displayed without suffering. But you will never find suffering and affliction where the glory of God doesn't follow somewhere, some way. Always. Glory can show up by itself, but if there's affliction, affliction never shows up by itself. Hear what I'm saying? Many are the affliction of the righteous, but what does it say? The Lord delivers them, the righteous, out of them all. I reckon. How you doing? Well, I reckon I'm doing all right. How you doing? Uh huh. Well. <laughs> Let me tell you about my this and that and this and that and this. I reckon I'll do. I'm doing all right. Amen. Been been out of a job for two months. I reckon I'm doing all right. 
I reckon I'm doing all right. Hallelujah. I just felt a shout go all over me right there. Amen. I just reckon I just reckon everything's going to be all right in the hand of God. I reckon he's my shield. I reckon he's my keeper. I reckon he's my protector. I reckon that he is the victory that I need in my life. I reckon his authority is better than that of the devil. I reckon his power. I reckon his power is better than that of the devil. There's no such thing as the devil on one side and God on the other side and there being an equal sign in the middle. Amen. Because my Bible said it's got a greater than sign. I reckon that God is greater than the devil. I reckon that. What are you reckoning today? What are you re- what what do you reckon? <clears throat> I reckon as the psalmist said, but thou, O Lord, Psalm 3 and 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Not my circumstances, not my issues, not how I, I, I suppose things, but you're my shield, so why not lift up my head? Second Samuel chapter 22 and 3. The God of my rock in him will I trust. He is my shield, my protection, the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Hallelujah. That's what I reckon. I reckon Genesis 15 and 1 that after these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying fear not Abram I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward I reckon as the psalmist said in 28 and 7 the Lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusteth in him and I am helped therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth and with my song will I praise him I reckon this somebody say amen hallelujah how about this psalm thou art my hiding place and my shield I hope in thy word when I am down I'm going to go find my hiding place my hiding place isn't sticking my head in the sand or going off in a corner somewhere and popping my thumb in my mouth but rather my hiding place is in my Lord my hiding place is in my Lord and he's never lost one battle I said he's undefeated he's never lost a battle there's not been one time that he's been defeated Satan thought he had him But he rose on the third day. We are victorious because of the ultimate weapon, our faith. Let's go to our second point. Above all, taking the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench 95%, 75%, 35%. All the fiery darts of the wicked. The Roman soldier's first line of defense was his shield. It was an essential element in warfare. He would not go to battle without it. This piece of armor completed the protection of the whole man. It was a protection. Faith is a protection for the whole man, the whole person. Psalm 5 and 12, for thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous, will for, and will, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. 
the edge of the shield of the Roman soldier was so constructed that an entire line of soldiers, David preached about this the other day, an entire line of soldiers could interlock their shields and march into the enemy as a solid wall. See, the enemy knows if I can get, get the people of God to walk in division, I, I'm winning on them. But when you connect your faith with their faith and their faith connects it to this person's faith, then there is a wall of, of, of faith that is coming against the enemy. And that's exactly where we are at MPC right now. Not everybody has quite got connected with their shields, but the majority of MPC is connected right now, and we're marching, and we're advancing, and we're going to push through the enemy, and the enemy is going to be defeated and run over in our life. When the Romans would link their shields together, they became like a modern tank. Unstoppable. Tell me that faith isn't essential. Faith is essential. It's the foundation. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith conquers all. Faith lasts. When destruction comes, it's indestructible. Amen. When the attack comes... And the fires are launched, the, the fiery darts are launched, it is extinguishing the darts, <laughs> puts it out. Amen. The fiery darts of the enemy are quenched by the shield of faith. Amen. How can we then say that, that faith is the ultimate weapon? Is because look at point number three faith knows stuff. Faith isn't hypothetical, I think, or. Flip a coin, roll a dice, if it comes up sevens, I win. No, no, no. Faith knows stuff. Familiar passage of scripture, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the ultimate weapon that is used in the invisible realm of battle. We understand bombs and guns and we understand the, uh, the dimension of the natural uh, weaponry of our world, uh, but our battle is in the invisible world and you can shoot bazookas and you can shoot grenades and you can, you can shoot the, they, they, they've got a machine gun that's a shotgun now. A shotgun that's a machine gun that shoots uh, five shotgun shells in a second. About five of y'all said, ooh, I'd like to have that. <laughs> if I could, I could win my battle that way, but this isn't, isn't a natural battle. It's a spiritual battle. And so my faith reaches into the realm of the spirit and pulls out heaven's shotgun and fires it off at the enemy. Amen. Because it is in the unseen world. Amen. Faces and substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When we understand faith, it doesn't then become a complicated formula to win. There's not a lot of lists and quotes and pious repetitions. It's a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle. Amen. If you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. Faith is a lifestyle. Amen. God is looking for faith. He said, as a matter of fact, it's simple, childlike faith. He didn't say unless you have faith like Professor 
or a preacher or a prophet or a pastor or a teacher, unless you have faith. He said, you want to enter the kingdom, then you take faith like a child, a child that you could tell them, Santa Claus is real. They believe it. Oh, y'all going to get quiet on that? You pick up all the things that I've been talking about, and you're going to get quiet on that? Mm. Note to self, next study. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Faith is the substance. It's the setting under. That's what word substance, hupotasis. It is the setting under. It is the confidence. It is the support. It is the structure. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Amen. We find that Jesus is both the substance and the image of God. He is, the, he is faith personified. He is the substance and the image of God. He's the, the expressed image of his purpose, person upholding all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ shows us in person how faith operates. It is both substance and evidence. Evidence is the proof that closes the case. Faith is the confidence that God will provide the proof. God will provide the proof that I confess wins my case. The weapon of faith is a double barrel shot of confidence and conviction that, that God is true, his word is true, and not my feelings. I want to tell you about five things that faith knows. Five things that faith knows. Number one, faith knows the truth of who God is. Say that with me. Faith knows the truth of who God is. Hebrews 11 and 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I know that he exists, but I also know that he is the rewarder. I know who God is. He's the author of eternal salvation, the Bible tells me. He is the banner to them that fear him. We find that he's the captain of the host of the Lord. He is my defense. He is an everlasting name. He is called the faithful and the true. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the house of defense. He's the Lord mighty in battle. He's a refuge in the time of trouble. He's the strength in the needy. Amen. Just go Google all of the names of God in the Bible, and you'll, you'll find that list after after list and list after list of who he is. But 1 Corinthians 15 and 54 calls him the victory. He is the victory. If I know who he is, I know who he is by faith. That's number one. Faith knows the truth of who God is. Number two, faith knows the truth of where God is. Where God is. Faith doesn't only believe that God exists. It knows that God is present now, here. Faith sees both the power of God and the presence of God as being present in the now, right now. Jesus said, Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. 
Amen. The psalmist said he is a very present help in the time of trouble. He also said he's close or nigh unto all them that call upon him. I want to tell you, if you you feel like that the Lord is somewhere far away, perhaps you ought to see, first of all, if you've moved from him because he's always there. He's the God who is, was, and is to come. He is the God who is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at all times. And I know that to be a truth because I've experienced him in my life. Not only did I find it in the word that he is omnipresent, that he's with me always, but I found it in my life as an experience. So faith knows who God is. Faith knows where God is. And then faith knows the truth about what God is has what God has can I tell you his promises never fail his promises never fail Abraham was fully persuaded God would keep what he had committed to him his promise amen the Bible said that he didn't stagger through unbelief oh he had his moments of doubt and fear but somewhere he pulled himself back up and said I believe God I believe God. 1 Kings 8 and 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Amen. If he did not fail one word of promise to Israel, how many know you can learn from that, that in the covenant of the church, he's not going to fail the church with one promise. Hallelujah. Job said, five and 19, he shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven, there shall no evil touch thee. He is faithful. He's faithful. I fall down once. I'm going to get up again. He's faithful. Six, seven, eight times. You see, this is, this is not just about a, a particular number. It's about a principle and understanding. Jesus said, whether two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. That's not about two or three. It's a principle of that. If You've got at least those that agree, one and then two, and then however many rest you have, two or three, amen, if you agree, I am there in the midst of you. Praise God. His promises still do not fail. We quoted the scripture a while ago, but in Psalm 34, 19, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. He's proven that. So faith knows the truth about what God has. Mm -hmm. Romans 10 and 11 says, we don't have to be ashamed if we believe on him. He'll never put you in a place if you truly believe on him where you'll ever be ashamed. Now, if it's all about us and God doesn't come through like some kind of supernatural Pat Sajak, we guessed the letter right and we got $1,000, or some kind of super supernatural uh, 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 guru that if I do so many things right, or meeting up on top of the mountain. No, no, we don't have to be ashamed in the promise of God, even when we're not perfect. Even when our faith isn't perfect, even when we don't get it all right, stand back up. He's faithful. He's faithful. 
Hallelujah. Because when I fall, he covers me in grace. Amen. When I fall, he reaches down and says, come on, get back up. (laughs) Number four, faith knows the truth about God's promises. Faith knows the truth about God's promises. Quickly, the seven churches of Revelation, it says, To him that overcometh will I give to eat a tree of life. Over and over again, to he, he that overcometh shall not be hurt with second death. To him that overcometh will I give it to eat of the hidden manna. To he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Do you realize today that there's promises to the overcomer that is beyond your comprehension? Believe it. And number five, faith knows that knows the truth about God's power. Knows the truth about God's promise, but also knows the truth about God's power. 1 Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith. Hallelujah. Unto salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. What is he saying? It is the power of God that keeps me until the day I stand before him face to face. Hallelujah. If I make it through this life, it will be because of the ultimate weapon has got me connected to the power. I believe. I believe. I don't care what the news media says. I don't care what Hollywood says. doesn't matter what Babylon tries to get me to drink. I believe. I believe. Fourth point, the defense of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Hell wants to shoot at you discouragement and despair. It's a fiery dart. Discouragement and despair. It's a flaming arrow that is designed to discourage the soldier. How many remember what they did to uh, whoever the bad guy was in Panama? Huh? What was the bad guy's name in Panama? Who? That's Libya. Whoever the bad guy was in Panama, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. Do you remember they played rock music so loud to his compound? And they just played it over and over again. It wasn't, it wasn't Bach or Beethoven. It wasn't some nice little sweet, soft country and western ballad. It was heavy metal rock music that was played over there so loud until finally he said, I surrender, I surrender, I give up. Well, you know what the enemy does? He comes and plays doubt, despair, discouragement over and over and cranks up the volume until he thinks that he can get you. Amen. But the Bible says if you've got the shield of faith ever time he sends a salvo at you it's a extinguished extinguished you thought you got me nope i'm i'm extinguishing that hallelujah the psalmist said in 61 and 2 from the end of the earth will i cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than i oh there is a shield of faith that just puts discouragement and despair out 
Faith defends us against distraction and diversion. Hell doesn't want you to go forward, doesn't want you to win, doesn't want you to go into a place of God's blessings. And so what he tries to do is if he can't discourage you, he's going to distract you. Distract you. Just go ask Nehemiah. They tried their best to put fear and intimidation. And when that didn't work, they used distraction. Come go with us. Come meet with us. Come talk to us. Faith defends us against those fiery darts. Faith defends against the fiery dart of disillusionment and disorientation. Amen. To get us confused and get us all messed up in our, our equilibrium. I want to tell you that there is something inside of me I think I got from my father. But if I ever get into a place and I can't figure out north, south, east, and west, I'm in bad shape because I'm a direction guy. I want to know where this is and that is, and I know, okay, if I turn here and I go there, amen, uh, I, I don't want to be confused. But the enemy makes you want to, to be in a place where he doesn't, he, he's got you. Like, like Job that says, I go forward and I can't find him. I go backward and I can't find him. And I go to the right and he's not there. And the left, he's not there. But then his faith kicked in. But he knows the way that I take. Praise the Lord. Faith is a faith that defends us. Your faith will defend you against the attack of the enemy. Also, how do we develop our faith? I want to give you two keys to developing your faith. Make it stronger. Make it bigger. Make it uh, uh, more readily available to use your weapon. The ultimate weapon of faith. You have to develop it. Number one, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Get in the word. Stay the word. Stay in the word. We, we can't believe what we do not know. We don't believe what we don't know. But when you begin to know the truth of what the Bible says, whether it's from the preach word, the study word, the Bible study, how many of you ladies are, 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 have been transformed in your thinking by the continued Bible study on Facebook? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's building your faith. So you take what you learn about some, some part of the Bible, and then all of a sudden it comes into your heart. And then when you meet a devil, huh, leave me alone. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. We have, to, we have to continually grow in the word. Then Paul wrote to Jude and said in verse 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. There are two elements that will ignite your faith. One is the Word of God, and the other is the Holy Spirit of God. And God's plan is for the Spirit to come down on the Word. The Spirit comes down on the Word. We've talked about that many times. Look at number six, the direction of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him amen. I don't only know that I have assurance that he's God and he's got the promises. I know where to go get it. <laughs> I know where to go get it. All the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen. Two different Greek words for in here. For the promises of God in him. The Greek word is en here. It's a primary preposition denoting a fixed position in place, time, or state. 
It speaks of something that is a proper place or something within a person among the presence of an individual. It speaks about that which a person is surrounded, equipped, furnished, or acts. So we find that the promises of God are in a fixed place, in Jesus. Somebody say, all the promises are in him. Then he goes on to say, and in him, amen. He didn't just to say all the promises are in him, he, he went the next level and said that they are in him, amen. The word in here is the Greek word dia. It is a primary preposition denoting the channel of an act through or the means or instrument by which something is affected. So all the promises are in him, I've preached this before. You've, you've heard this before, but I think you need to hear it again. But not only are they in him, he told me how to get it out of him. Hallelujah. All the promises are in him and through him they come by amen. In him, amen. Faith releases the promise of God from Jesus to you. Faith releases the invisible promises of God in the heavenlies, in him, the word, and brings it alive to you. So when you begin to believe by saying amen, so be it. It is so. God's word is so. Amen. I realize it's become cute and popular and good. I, I, I'm not against it. We like to clap to the preach word of God. That's great. But if you want to energize the promise of God in that word, open your mouth and say, Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Not just I'm clapping because that's a good point or, or that's an exciting point, but it's amen. Yes, yes, yes. So be it. What we do is we're saying, I want that promise that's in Jesus in me. Faith is the ultimate weapon. Faith is the ultimate weapon. Let's look at number seven, the demonstration of faith. Faith becomes activated when it is demonstrated. Faith becomes activated when it is demonstrated. Faith is an action. Faith is an action. You do things that energizes that faith. Real faith shows up in your mouth and in your actions, but it also shows up in your attitude. It shows up in your mouth your actions, and your attitude. James capsulizes this thought in 2 and 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be uh, uh, naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? God bless you. Be at peace. You're hungry. God bless you. Be at peace. Got problems. God bless you. Be at peace. Yea, a man may say, or right, look at verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. 
Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Because if I believe it, it's going to get in my hands. If I believe it, it's going to be in my feet. I'm going to go where God sends me. If I, if I believe it, uh, then I'm going to act on it. I'm going to act on it. Faith is perfected by our action. If there is no action, there is no profit. Look, this is, this is shown in the, in the scriptures over and over. When we look at Hebrews 11 and the heroes of faith, we find that by faith, Abel offered. By faith, Noah prepared. By faith, Abraham obeyed and sojourned. By faith, Isaac blessed. By faith, Jacob blessed. By faith, Moses refused to be called and chose rather. That was his actions. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt. By faith, Israel passed through the Red Sea. By faith, Rahab received the spies. Mm. Then it picks up the reading. Let me read it with you. Hebrews 11 and 32. What? Shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson of Jephthah of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdue kingdoms, not by their, their, their uh, 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 wealth, not by their ideas, but through faith subdue kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouth of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, and, and, and turn to flight the armies of the aliens. Who did this? People who had the ultimate weapon. Faith. Faith. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up tonight by just a few more comments about faith and fiery darts. When a Roman soldier went into battle, he wrapped his shield in leather or some kind of animal skin, which he dipped it in water so that if a fiery arrow came at him, it would be instantly snuffed out. Wrap your faith in the word and watch how God will help you overcome. Amen. First John 5 and 4, we read this the other night. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. If your faith is sensitive enough when you see something, like we preach Sunday night, if you see something or you hear something and it's not ringing true to you, it's extinguished. It's put out. If we're not careful with our faith, those fiery darts can come into us. Amen. I want to tell you today, the best weapon you have is not your praise. It is not even your prayer. It's your faith. Because faith energizes your praise. Faith energizes your prayer. Because in faith, you speak what, what you say to God in prayer. So the ultimate weapon is your faith. Why do you think the devil tries to discourage you so often about believing? And do I really believe? Do I really believe? Do I, is that so what I really, do I really believe that to be true? Amen. When the word of God comes into our heart, it ought to be settled. 
That's where faith comes in. So I want to encourage you today. Pick up your shield. Pick up your faith. Carry it with you to work. Carry it with you on the job. Carry it with you wherever you go. Would you stand with me, please? Jesus said, John 16 and 33, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, in the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If I may, in reference to Sunday, let me read it like this. These things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In Babylon you have tribulation. But be a good cheer. I have overcome Babylon. I have overcome Babylon. Jesus came and defeated all the works of the enemy. He destroyed Satan at Calvary. Come out of the grave. And we don't know, can he really help me? Can he really touch my life? That'd be like saying, can a weightlifter that just lifted 800 pounds and won the gold medal in the Olympics or 1,000 pounds? And, just, and we say, I just don't think he can carry my groceries in. I just don't think he's got the power to, to bring in my milk. <laughs> my Lord took the devil down, down. He took him down. I said he took him down at Calvary. Amen. He robbed him of death. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and took them back. And now you and I are victorious because of an empty tomb. Amen. Our Lord is risen. Let your faith rise today. Build it up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. Get in the word. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you today. We have the ultimate weapon. The devil can't take it from us. Oh, no, no, no. Lord, we believe. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in and says doubt and unbelief, oh, no. Devil, you're a liar. I've been too far in this. I've seen the Lord move. Hallelujah. Praise be your name, Jesus. Praise be to your name, Jesus. Your ultimate weapon is faith. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.